0: Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and
1: find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spent too much time online. And hey, I do too.
2: Hello,
0: welcome to the spoiler version review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This podcast has no rules. We can say all the plot lines, very laid back review, because it's hard to review a Marvel movie when you can't say any of the plot points because everybody thinks everything's a spoiler. That was a very tough review to do. So I'm glad we are here now and able to talk about it two weeks after the release and get into all the nitty gritty. And my wife Kelsey is here. You haven't done one of these with me before. No, I haven't. You excited to talk spoilers?
2: Love a spoiler. No, I really don't. But I'm exci- <laughs> there's a warning on this one that it comes with spoilers. So yeah. Yes.
0: And I think we had different opinions after watching this movie. We did. We left the theater. You thought it was amazing. You were like, "That oh, was one of the best Marvel movies.
2: Yeah, I thought it was really good.
0: And I was like, left a lot to be desired. So I, before we get into what I guess I didn't like more than you did... Let's talk about what we did like about the movie. Why did you have that feeling leaving the movie theater?
2: I'm trying to think back. It's been like two weeks <laughs> so. I loved Elizabeth Olsen in it. Okay. I love her. Like, I think she is phenomenal as Wanda. So do I. And I think that's why
0: I didn't enjoy the movie as much. But before we get into that, was it her
2: character in the movie? Just her, her portrayal of it. She's so good and like okay. convincing as an actress. I get that. What else about it? Well, I, so I hadn't seen the original Doctor Strange, the first Mm -hmm. one. I didn't know Rachel McAdams was in it. And then I was shocked because I was like, wow, Rachel McAdams has range, like (laughs) as an actress. She
0: does. You're like, everybody's in the MCU now.
2: I was like, is there anyone not in the Marvel (laughs) universe at this point?
0: Basically Mark Wahlberg. Yes. He'd really like to be in.
2: He would like to be in, waiting for that
0: invite. I really liked, I liked WandaVision coming into this. And I think that's why it was hard for me to enjoy this movie. And I feel like I looked at this a little bit more critically than I usually do. Because Marvel's in this phase four that I'm not super highly invested in. And also, I just didn't love the first Doctor Strange. I feel like he's a really good supporting character, but him as a lead, it's not my go-to. It's not my jam. It's not my jelly.
2: Also, can we talk about how... (laughs) It took me forever to realize that WandaVision was Wanda and Vision. Even though I watched the whole show, and (laughs) knew it was Wanda and Vision. But WandaVision as one word, as a concept, (laughs) went right over my head. And I'm a pretty intelligent person, so I'm a little embarrassed to admit that.
0: So, yeah, I didn't love her as the villain here. Although I loved Elizabeth Olsen, her performance in it, it was just hard to root against her, which I know some people said, well, she was a villain in WandaVision. Debatable, but I just felt like her character didn't deserve that.
2: But I also feel like you get why she's being the villain. Yeah. Like, it's not like, I feel like most villains, like they want the power or
0: the money, the money or the the drugs, infinity stones. (laughs) But like,
2: she just wanted to be with her family. And so then you're also like, does that make her a villain? Like, I get that she was the villain, but it's like, she just wanted to be in a universe in a world where like her children were real and existed and she mm-hmm. like got to love them and be their mom. So I'm like, <laughs> that's what I was fighting for. I
0: didn't see the struggle. I didn't see the conflict because the, at the very beginning, I know Dr. Strange has the dream where he sees America Chavez, character in it. And then it just kind of jumps into him wanting to defend her out of kind of nowhere, which I get. Yeah. Her plan was to kill her and take her powers but he had just met her like <laughs> I, I don't know I don't always feel like he is the most heroic character in doing things like just saving people for the sake of saving people that it totally made sense that he in no way was trying to kind of reason with Wanda or help her out anymore he would just automatically like I'm going to defend her.
2: But, but was there any way for him to help Wanda was there any other way for her to live in that universe without having America's powers. No, probably not. And what, would she, what else would she do with those? We can't guarantee that she would just go to that universe. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. <laughs> Conflicts. And my heart felt conflicted.
0: <laughs> I did like the action in it. And I liked when it got grittier and darker. I thought it could have gone more full into that. I think the moment I had the most excitement was whenever they went into the multiverse and she killed people. Yeah, she did. She straight up like murdered people, which I thought was amazing. Like that part of it, I haven't seen in a Marvel movie before where a superhero has died, where there's been.
2: Are we going to talk about who she killed?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's it's a spoiler podcast. I know what I'm saying. Is,
2: is this your ramp up to it or do we, do we throw that in before we keep talking? I just, is there.
0: She killed John Krasinski's character who is one of the Fantastic Four. She
2: killed all those superheroes. She killed
0: all of them. And which I thought that was a great cameo. I wasn't expecting Professor X, I wasn't expecting the X-Men to come into Marvel like this, which I thought was cool because I feel like when you talk about Marvel movies, you don't really give credit to those original X-Men movies, which were so huge when they came out and had such an impact on what superhero movies could be that we kind of forget about those because the MCU has kind of taken over everything. So it was cool to see Professor X come back. I don't care about the Fantastic Four. I know people were hyped to see John Krasinski in the MCU now, but I mean, this is the third. I was gonna say re- we've already done like, it I just can't. It's not Spider-Man. I just can't be excited about Fantastic Four anymore. It's not that interesting to me. So I felt like the cameos were decent. Aside from Professor X, it was okay, but it didn't really have that same kind of like wow factor when we saw No Way Home. Yeah. Totally different. But I think what Marvel is experiencing now is kind of an identity crisis of like you have all... all? <laughs> I know, right? We have all the shows kind of going along, but this movie didn't really want to make me watch the next movie.
2: This movie didn't make you want... You said a few too many words in that sentence.
0: This movie didn't <laughs> make me want to watch the next Marvel movie. They're not really connected anymore. Like This isn't going to lead into Thor... And I felt like the movie they wanted to make here after everything was over and after... I kind of saw the whole thing coming of him kind of having his redemption at the end of not taking her powers and saying, no, you can finally do this. Like, it just came out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, she can harness it and control it and is able to use it. And then all she does is take Wanda to show her that she is the villain. I just felt like what should have happened in this movie to make it more impactful and to make it something like a bit grander, which I know that's what everybody wants is somebody to say how to redo a movie. But I think Dr. Strange should have died. Interesting. I think that would have had a much more impact of how it started at the beginning of him killing America to take her powers, to save the world. I think he should have sacrificed himself and died. And then I know at the end of the movie where it kind of leads like, oh, everything's back to normal. And then you see his third eye and that kind of leads into the next one.
2: Oh yeah. I already forgot how to end it ended. I'm telling you
0: two <laughs> I, weeks. I felt like you could have still had that same moment, but in that moment he sacrifices himself. Dr. Strange dies. It's a big emotional moment. And then kind of like he came back to life as a zombie. He comes back to life at the end. Shows a little glimpse of like, oh, he's still alive. I felt like that would have had a little bit more of an impact of like, killing him and then the next movie is maybe him in another multiverse still alive which is probably what the next one's going to be of you know the third eye what is going on there <laughs> but I just felt like it didn't leave me wanting more which is the feeling I've had after every other Marvel movie like I can't wait to watch the next one and it had such a great great lead in with Spider-Man that was the only reason I was really excited about this movie.
2: Spider-Man's also hard to follow up. That's after true. It
0: is my favorite. But still, greatness of that. it doesn't lead me to want to watch and see how they kind of wrap up Doctor Strange, which I assume will probably just get a trilogy. But even the, I mean, even going back to my favorite parts of the movie, like the Professor X cameo, there wasn't a whole lot of action in that. And really... In the entire movie like that whole scene is just them sitting down basically having like a like an Avengers podcast they were just talking <laughs> like they weren't really doing anything and this is supposed to be one of the most pivotal scenes it was just all those characters cameos and them talking
2: i liked the cinematography of it. I think my favorite scene was when Dr. Strange first goes to visit Wanda and then she like turns it into like burned down land. Like I thought that was so cool. I thought that part was a little shocking. I think Wanda's like normal. And then that happens. And it was just like the scorched earth. I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That was a cool moment
0: there. I think visually this movie was great. A lot of cool special effects. I was a nerd in, kind of said that some of the CGI was a little bit distracting, but that was probably me overanalyzing it a bit. It's good to know that you, who doesn't really get annoyed by those type of things, weren't as affected by that.
2: Nope. I don't notice anything like that.
0: What about, do you feel like generally after the movie, you were just like, that was fun. That's all I really needed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was also only two hours, which was lovely. That was my,
0: that was my next point. I don't mind watching a two, two and a half hour Marvel movie, which is kind of the norm now. But this one had a little bit of redeeming quality that it was just two hours. Not because I wanted to get out of there. Not because I think it needed to be shorter, but it was like the perfect amount of time for this story that if it would have been an extra 10, 20 minutes, I would have ranked this even lower but it kind of showed that you can make a good superhero movie right at two hours. And I think that's great.
2: I mean, I, yeah, I don't mind watching two and a half hours if it doesn't feel like it's been two and a half hours, but like, if I'm starting to like get tired, I don't know, checking my phone. Like that's when I'm like, okay, this has gone on a little too long. If it keeps your attention for the whole two and a half, but this was perfect. She's like, right. Like two hours. I think we went at like six 30 on a Friday home by nine.
0: <laughs> and I would rather see two hours of like steady action Than having like a big moment of just talking, which I felt I did get a little bit in this, but you know, that is what it is at this point. Uh, Do you think that this movie needed to be seen on the big screen? Because I think that's what Marvel kind of prides themselves on, of making it an event. I don't know if anymore it's so much that it requires the big screen than we just have to go watch it the week it comes out because all the spoilers will start to come out. Do you think this one needed the big screen or just like we got to watch it before the spoilers happen?
2: I mean, yeah, I think some of the cinematography did and like some of the scenes where they're like defending the, is it a castle? It's not a castle.
0: The sorcerer place?
2: Yes. Like those when they're like doing the like force shield. Like I feel like things like that, like don't look as good.
0: That was a pretty big moment. I'd say the first like, 20 30 minutes of it were on a pretty major scale that being in a theater with i think even at one point i just kind of felt that rumbling again and had that kind of it's weird to say a nostalgic experience from 10 years ago but it reminded me of going to watch an early avengers movie like back of like oh this this kind of looks like it the cinematography kind of looks like it and i kind of had that feeling again
2: was that no it was the other movie we saw like a week before where the girl brought like her own meal or was that Dr. Strange? No, I think that was Dr. Strange. She brought a bowl, She brought like a bowl from like Cava, which I mean, respect, but then it kind of smelled like Mediterranean food in the theater. It
0: did smell like dinner throughout the entire theater, which was that the same one where I brought my own vegan beef jerky and you were like, you got to close that up.
2: That was no. Okay. The girl bringing her dinner was when we saw everything everywhere all at once, but Uh, you bringing your vegan jerky was and it literally smelled. It smells like regular beef jerky. And I was like, you've got to put that away. It smells like beef jerky in this theater now. What's the funniest thing that you've ever taken into movie theater, food wise?
0: Taco Bell, BP five layer burritos. I took a Thundercloud sub one time. That one, a sub is pretty easy because the sandwich, mm-hmm. well, but it's, in the it's paper, big.
2: It's, and it's noisy. It, and I get all the fixings, and there's like lettuce everywhere, thunder sauce.
0: But the thing with taking hot food or food that has a
2: smell is it's pretty easily detectable. Yeah, my best friend, I'm going to throw under the bus here. She and her sister took Panda Express to a movie one time. I mean, I feel
0: like no rules kind of go anymore. If you can get inside the theater, nobody really cares.
2: No. I mean, the people at the theater don't care.
0: It's only frowned upon. It's not illegal. You get scared sometimes of like, they're going to bust us because your whole bag is full. Like,
2: it's fine. It's really only frowned upon? Yeah. I thought it was illegal. How is it going to be illegal? I don't know. No outside food or drink permitted.
0: They can make a rule. There's not somebody going to bust in and be like, I don't know. Ma'am, I'm need to op- open up that purse.
2: They might. You <laughs> took in a coffee a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Hi, Brew.
0: The hardest part is finding the right time to crack it open.
2: You never pick the right moment.
0: I'd never do. You
2: were terrible at I that. I don't really
0: care at this point. I just crack it open.
2: I mean, I've heard someone bring in their own like six pack before and crack it open in a movie. So a coffee is really not that bad.
0: It's true.
2: I kind of want to know now, can we, can we start like a poll for people to respond and say the weirdest food they've ever taken into a movie theater? Okay. We can post that when we post the promo for this podcast. I really want to know. Okay. I look forward to seeing these answers. Cause I'm sure somebody's brought like a five course meal before I one time took in, well, I made brownies and like frosted them. And my friend brought a Tupperware container container, container, but to Alamo draft house where they like serve you a full meal. And she just like hid her Tupperware container in a fork and ate her brownie under the table. That's funny. So I want to know now that's my hard
0: question. <laughs> what the is league. the weirdest thing you've ever brought to a movie theater? Food, 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 <laughs> food. That is <laughs> not the weirdest thing. That's a whole different topic.
2: Let's clarify that There.
0: back to Marvel. I think the weird part now is I don't know when like other people are going to start popping up in Marvel movies. Like, Shang-Chi was such a great standalone movie.
2: Oh, that was good.
0: And it was so fun and refreshing and a brand new character. And often, like what the whole plan was before and the whole structure of Marvel before was all the movies were leading up to the next Avengers movie. We don't really have that anymore, which I kind of miss. And the other day, somebody commented that I'm kind of like an older Marvel fan now and there's like new Marvel fans, which I don't want to... I don't know, that makes me, I don't like the way that makes me feel. Like, oh, I'm trying to reminisce on the older days.
2: No, it's just that you've been there, I think, through all of the eras. Like, I I truly believe that, like, the Avengers was, like, the golden era of Marvel. I don't think it'll get any better than that. They can still put out great content, but I think that was, like, peak
0: Marvel. Infinity Saga was, like...
2: And what even, like, it. when they started, like, it was so exciting to always be, like, there's an Iron Man, a new Captain America, like, leading up to mm-hmm. then, like, the Avengers. And I just feel like that was, like, the, the, the golden age of Marvel.
0: And I know now they're kind of, at least on the plan of, like, creating, like, a young Avengers with, like, you know, Hawkeye and those characters kind of being introduced. I feel like there is something there. I don't feel like it'll have that same kind of impact yet. But I also feel... Since there are now kind of different Marvel fans, like me, you know, I lean a little bit more old school,
2: yes, grandpa, know, which
0: sounds weird, but I still love everything Marvel. It's just those things.
2: I mean, I think that's fair to say,
0: but I feel like now they can kind of cater to different Marvel fans and it is such a huge universe. Now people who want a little bit more of the new characters can maybe focus more on like the Disney plus shows. If you want that kind of movie experience, you go and see the films. I feel like they kind of split a little bit. Maybe they'll kind of join back together, but they're kind of crushing on both ends that it really doesn't matter what they do because they just have like this kind of force now. It's a cash cow. It is a cash cow. Like if you want to make a movie that's going to, you know, bring a lot of revenue, you make a Marvel movie. I, would almost love to see them kind of create like an art house version of like, like a subsidiary of like Marvel to where they make movies that are a little bit more indie, which sounds weird, but I would be curious to explore an entirely different world where superheroes exist, but they're not superhero movies. It's like normal everyday kind of stories that you would go see like an A24 type movie a little bit more slice of life, but in that whole kind of realm of like superheroes just happen to exist.
2: I feel like everyone just got a taste of like what it's like <laughs> to sit across from the table and have dinner with you and you get like really going on a,
0: that just topic. sounds fascinating to me. If it's just like this dude and this girl meeting and having, you know, this weird relationship and they're having to deal with repercussions of like, you know, the eternals ripping through their city. The aftermath that comes of that.
2: I feel like the CW makes a lot of shows like that.
0: Oh, really? Maybe I need to click over to the CW. <laughs> <laughs>
2: maybe you need to start watching like Vampire Diaries.
0: <laughs> All right. Maybe I'll find it there. Any final things you want to say about Doctor Strange that are spoiler worthy that we couldn't mention before? I still think Doctor Strange should have died. I think it should have been more madness. We really only saw like, what, three multiverses? And we had also just watched Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which now that dealt with a lot of multiverses and kind of really was so playful and experimental. And it felt like a lot of different movies inside of one where I felt like if you call something the multiverse of madness, it wasn't a whole lot of madness for me. I wanted it to be weirder. Really, the only time we saw that is when they're first kind of going through all the multiverses, and you get a glimpse of them, but they don't really interact with them a whole lot. Like, I wanted to see them in that paint world. I think that would have been interesting. Trying to remember which one that was. I think they, like, turned to blobs of paint for a little bit. It was very quick, and they referenced it later in the movie. But I just felt like it could have had a lot more fun, even if it was just, like, a sequence of them going through all the different multiverses like that. I felt like we got that towards the end once he was zombie strange, but wasn't enough for to win me back. Still. I still enjoyed it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I, if I had to rank it among the other Marvel movies, I still probably put it bottom 10. Where would you put it?
2: There's so many movies. I don't, <laughs> don't ask me that question on the spot. <laughs> I've got to get like my pen and paper. I mean, it wasn't my favorite. Right
1: it wasn't in the middle. My favorite
2: thing ever. I thought it was a really good Marvel movie I thought it was really well done I loved Elizabeth Olsen because a lot of them I don't know I feel like in a lot of the Marvel movies like the female characters kind of more of like a sidekick like
0: yeah it's true
2: I thought she was great
0: in it she was quite the dominant force yeah and I felt like almost had like superpowers that nobody could really take down they had to take her down on an emotional level
2: yeah she was like indestructible like superhero wise
0: yeah so that is our thoughts on dr strange full spoiler review we'll have uh, probably at least another spoiler episode to come after thor we really only do these whenever there's a big movie that there's like plot points you can't talk about fully in giving a review i don't feel like top gun really requires a spoiler free yeah. review I feel like that's probably going to be exactly like the first one. So probably the next time we do one of these is when Thor comes out. Anything else you want to say?
2: I think that's all
1: I have.
0: All right. We will talk to you next week here on the podcast. Later.
1: Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too.